Remember, kids, before you kill thousands of innocent people because you've been misled by maniacal, misguided automatons, pour yourself a big heaping bowl of special Kata. Special Kata is just chock full of vitamins and minerals you need to blow yourself. And others up. A lot. So if you sound like this, start your day with Special Kata. Today. Part of a nutritious breakfast, Special Kata is the official cereal of Nuke Day. Mm, that's very crunchy. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Crusher. I'm your host, Josh Brewster. I've been talking a lot about us living in dark times, which we are. So some of the themes today are going to be rather dark, uh, but it's, there's just no way of getting away with it. The world is in a hell of a spot right now. I would argue that uh, America has not shown the kind of strength it needs to show so we've got a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to start off with Vice President Nincompoop, uh, Joe Biden, who has said a lot of things uh, that I think supporters of Israel would appreciate showing his support. Of course, now he's talking about wanting a pause in the action in Gaza. He wants a pause. Uh, the pause, of course, never involves returning the 240-some Israeli hostages, that's never part of the pause, uh, which is interesting to say the least. That's never part of the pause. But it's come out that, uh, and this continues, his way of fighting anti-Semitism always seems to pivot toward Islamophobia. So he's put Vice President Kamala Harris in charge of a new national strategy on Islamophobia. And she said on, uh, on X, formerly Twitter, as a result of the Hamas terror attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we've seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America. She keeps coming back to Islamophobic. Um, is it Muslims who are cornered? at uh, our universities? Is it Muslims who have been told to stay inside because of some big pro-Israel protest that's going on outside? Is Where are these Islamophobic incidents that they're talking about? Where are they? This constant pivot toward Islamophobia is just pure nonsense. These attacks on American Muslims they just don't exist, but whatever they are, they're absolutely dwarfed by the level of anti-Semitism that we're seeing across the world right now, and most frighteningly in the United States. Of course, we talked about Corinne Jean-Pierre on the podcast when on October 23rd she responded to a question about anti-Semitism by talking about Islamophobia. So now Kamala Harris, who's truly incompetent, by the way, and there are any number of Democrats, I'm sure, who uh, could do a better job than she's done. She, she's truly incompetent. She's going to head up the, um, the task force 
uh, a national strategy on Islamophobia. This is in response to uh, Jews being cornered, uh, Jews being attacked, Jews being chased around campus, Jews being harassed on campus. She's going to start up a, a new task force on Islamophobia. So that's, that's where we are right now. There's also a great article uh, by Lorenzo Vidino on the Wall Street Journal. Came out today. Uh, we're recording on November 2nd, Thursday. The, the title is How Hamas Won Hearts and Minds on the American Left. For 30 years, the terror organization has made a concerted effort to appeal to Western intellectuals. He's saying we shouldn't be surprised by uh, any of this. In October 1993, Vidino writes, the FBI wiretapped a Philadelphia hotel room where a dozen senior Hamas members, some of them U.S.-based, had gathered. The men had called the meeting weeks after the signing of the Oslo Peace Accords between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. For days, they debated how to sabotage the agreement and generate support for Hamas among American Muslims. They correctly foresaw that the U.S. government would designate Hamas a terrorist organization, and they agreed on a strategy to frame the conflict in religious terms for Muslims while using more palatable frames for non-Muslim Americans. So he goes on here, you really should look it up, and he continues with, a diverse web of fellow travelers and useful idiots have aided this influence organization. He talks about these networks, these Muslim Brotherhood networks, including Hamas, Students for Justice in Palestine, Council on American-Islamic Relations, all these Muslim Brotherhood groups, tar the Israelis as European settlers uh, and and use the language of post-colonial theory. Now, first of all, there was always a Jewish presence in the Holy Land over thousands of years. One of the biggest lies ever told is that the Jews just came back. But this is another issue for another time. So he writes about Jeremy Corbyn as one of the useful idiots, for example, a leader of the British Labour Party from 2015 to 2020, uh, is perhaps the best example, Vidino writes, who Corbyn called Hamas and Hezbollah our friends. But Mr. Corbyn isn't alone. In June, politicians from all over Europe attended the European-Palestinians conference in Sweden, and the organizer, Abin Abu Rashid, a well-known Hamas supporter, was arrested weeks later in the Netherlands for allegedly raising millions for the terrorist organization. He's declared his innocence, but Dutch law allows him to be held in pretrial detention. So, he continues, Hamas is more than a terrorist organization intent on killing Jews and eradicating Israel, as though that's not bad enough, by the way. He continues, it is also a savvy international political player that has used the West as a staging ground for an influence operation aimed at policymakers, public opinion, and Muslim communities. We're certainly wrestling with free speech here in this country, especially on our campuses. It's my understanding that uh, J Street, which is a Jewish 
uh, anti-Israel organization. They say they're pro-peace and all this business. They're basically anti-Israel. Evidently, they're saying, oh, the universities have this all handled, and uh, so basically nothing to see here, folks. And unfortunately, and I always like to mention uh, my disdain for any Jewish American who does not understand that this is beyond politics. It's beyond left versus right. They do not care if the Jews are on the left or the right. Uh, the, the, the radical Islam wants to kill them all. Again, this is a people with less than one half of 1% of all the Middle Eastern land and less than, less than 1% of the population of the Middle East, probably a half a, a percentage point, whatever it is, and 0% of the oil. All of this, all of this comes on the heels of Saudi Arabia on the verge of normalizing relations with the Jewish state. You see, there's something called the Palestinian centrality theory that uh, Donald Trump, God forbid I should mention Donald Trump's name, and Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, they were working on, of course, they had four Middle Eastern peace deals to go along with the ones that that uh, this country established uh Bill Clinton, to his credit, established with Jordan and, of course, Jimmy Carter established with Egypt. And we have now six Middle Eastern peace deals. And what what Netanyahu and Trump wanted to do, and it was very smart, was get away from the Palestinians being the central issue and make peace with as many Arab states as possible in order to isolate the radical element, that being Iran, Yemen, the Palestinians, etc., and work with the moderate Muslim countries or Muslim countries that could that could lean toward moderation or just recognize that the Jews have a right to be there. And you you stack up more and more peace deals. And could you imagine if they had had one with Saudi Arabia? how significant that would be in isolating the Islamist threat. I want to make sure you hear what I'm saying. We're told all the time about moderate Muslims. That's fine. God knows I have nothing against any living in this country who just want to live in peace, go about their jobs. I got no problem with anybody. But we had to isolate this and get away from the radical Islamist Muslim Brotherhood outlook of the Palestinians and the Iranians. The Iranians did not want to live in a Middle East where people were normalizing relations with Israel. God forbid for the Ayatollahs. Who is the enemy of the Palestinian people? Hamas is the enemy of the Palestinian people. So, good luck with uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and her, her, her you know, amazing slouching toward this Islamophobic threat. There are no Muslims living under any threat, but there are a great many Jews who are. Christopher Ray, FBI, on another topic here, Christopher Ray, uh, FBI director, warns that a terror threat to Americans is at a whole other level amid the Hamas-Israel conflict. Quote, the reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023. But the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole other level, end quote. He told this to the Senate Homeland Security Committee this week. 
quote, we assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration, the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. In just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. So let me ask you on that front, how's the open border working out for you? Millions and millions of people streaming into this country illegally. I have no issue with legal immigration. Most Americans, the vast majority of Americans, have no issue at all with legal immigration. I know people from places in the Middle East, for example, who had to sit in Rome, Italy, penniless for six months, waiting for a visa to come here legally. Yet there's another caravan. And by the time you hear this, the caravan will be at our border of another 5,000 God knows how many people who have decided to come on in because Joe Biden decided it's okay for them to come on in. And, by the way, when did the Democratic Party become a party of open borders? No Democratic president before Joe Biden was interested in an open border. I could argue with Obama I could argue things about Bush or uh, on the Republican side or Clinton on the Democratic side. Who in the Democratic Party ever wanted an open border? This border is wide open, and you're going to have chain migrations. You talk about five, eight, nine, whatever million people have walked into this country illegally. With uh, Now, what about the chain migration, which acts as a multiplier? You're talking 10, 15, 20 million and more. That's a topic we'll, we'll talk about on another time, at another time. But we are certainly living in interesting times. And I will, again, address this because uh, it's so concerning to me that Jewish Americans are living under such great threat right now. They shouldn't be. I'm very glad that some of my elders in my family are, are long since gone to the grave so that they didn't have to live through seeing this. But some people are talking about uh, Jewish America actually waking up to what the Democratic Party is giving a home to, the kind of people they're giving a home to, people in the squad. Now, look, I think there's a great many Democrats who, who support Israel. But boy, all the anti-Semitism and all the anti-Israel talk, what side's it coming from? We'll talk about that in future episodes. Have a good night.